This is Daisenshu EX the podcast, episode 29 for the week of June 4th, 2006. Vegerod, the incredibly powerful fusion of Goku and Vegeta. Why Vegerod? Because Kakarot is Goku. Oh, 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 hello there! I'm Vegerod. No, no, it's Vegito, right? Vegito. Vegito. Yes, I'm Vegito EX. I prefer to go by Mike because that's what people call me in real life. It'd be really funny if they came up to me and said, hey, Vegito EX. I call you that. You call me, When do you call me that? In places. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to say something like that, but I decided against it. But you decided to go there. Uh, well, let's pull it back. Pull it back. I am Michael Labrie. Perhaps you know me as Vegito EX. I know me as Vegito EX. Mary knows me as Vegito EX. And sometimes I wish I didn't. That's not nice. Oh, that's because ni- that's because that's because Mike's a nice guy and Vegito EX is scary. He, he is scary. Be. Have you seen the pictures? I have seen the pictures. <laughs> They've been floating around the net lately. They're interesting. Oh yes. There's some unicorns involved, and we are greatly thankful for that. And speaking of unicorns, that's my segue for Julian. Uh, because I'm as as unique and special as a, I don't know. You're a figment of my imagination, <laughs> just like a unicorn is. <laughs> ah, I don't want to be a figment of anybody's imagination. I'm a real person. I'm a real boy. It's only a fabric <laughs> Oh, wait. No one else is going to know that. I know that. <laughs> I listened to that CD twice. I have no idea. Uh, so, hi, Julian. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm not doing too badly. You know, it, it goes. Summer on campus is kind of not much going on, but I'm doing research and reading Japanese and having a good time. Reading? Oh, yeah. You're building houses? Mm, I ain't building houses, but I'm getting some reading done. Get that reading and writing going on. You's going to be a learned man. Yep. So, Mary, what kind of uh, nonsense do you have going on? Ah! Oh, fire alarm. Excellent! <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. to be on our podcast. Oh, dear. So how is that? Not pleasant. Well, it, it could be winter, and that would be bad. That's true. I don't miss that about school at yeah, all. Yeah, I can imagine. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. So anyways, where were we? I think we were talking about Mary? Yeah, we were talking about Mary and how great I am. Were we now? Really? Oh, absolutely. And what's great about you? I have artwork 
made in my honor. You do. Well, we all do. Oh, well, so I can't take the credit for that. I think I have more. That's true. We have uh, great fans that like to draw pictures and edit images and be all sorts of wacky. Well, now that Julian has deceased in a fiery inferno, and Mary has decided that she's the greatest of all the pictures, where does that leave me? You have an evil self. I do? Yes, in avatar form. I'm confused. If my normal self is evil and has a scouter, how do you create an evil version? He's super evil. He has facial hair. That's Just right. Because <laughs> facial hair makes any man evil. Well, from Eviler. here on out, evil Vegito EX is going to be conducting this podcast. What does that entail? Oh, Lots dear. of swearing and yelling. <laughs> Let's move on to the news. Now, as you may recall, uh, something called the Complete Vegeta Saga showed up on prominent anime retailers and even other non-anime retailers, I think, websites. And so there wasn't really that much detail on it other than it seemed to include, like, the entire Vegeta, like, Saiyajin arc of DBZ on much fewer discs than are currently out for the so-called Ultimate Uncut release. And nobody knew what this really meant. You know, what what is going on here? I mean, you have the Ultimate Uncut release going on, and it hasn't even gotten to the end of that fight yet. So, well, it seems to be that they may, in fact, be switching over to this format. It's not that clear. Uh, however, there is no Volume 10 of the Ultimate Uncut edition seen anywhere, and pre-orders it for it at um, Right Stuff, the one of the uh, major anime carriers online, uh, were cancelled. Uh, now, there has been some commentary on this from Funimation, or at least from an official source within Funimation, over on the forums for the website Anime on DVD. Uh, now, according to Lance Highskill, or however you pronounce his name, sorry Lance, <clears throat> the listing came online sooner than we have our PR on the release scheduled. We'll have some information on it, but at a later date. I'll keep the board posted, har har pun, on the news. Sorry for the delay with no info. And that was May 19th. Nothing else since then. Um, so, what to make of this? Well, we're not really sure. Uh, maybe they're moving over to this format, it seems. Maybe they are going to, but nobody really knows. I mean, it would make sense to have the entire series uncut under sort of a more unified label, but it is a pretty, you know, like a 90-degree turn from where they were going. So um, we'll keep you posted, I guess. What's interesting about this is that from the box art that we've seen on a couple of retailer sites, there doesn't seem to be anything about Ultimate Uncut listed anywhere on here. Now, this doesn't mean it's not uncut. It just means that they've dropped this whole... How do you phrase it? This whole image that they were shooting for with these episodes. Right, so it's kind of like, what's the point? I mean, if you're going to make a big deal out of the fact that these episodes are uncut for the first time, these and episodes then drop are the label. Yama yama poofy yippy yappy yake yake yo yo yuga, which means the way it was meant to be seen. Oh, right, of course. <laughs> oh, but the yeah, how, how are people, people going to know it's any different from the regular releases from back in the day when Pioneer was distributing them? I mean, other than the pretty new shiny covers. Right. That's it, a, it's just a confusing situation. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you could take this that the Ultimate Uncuts weren't selling as well as they would have liked, so they decided to put it into box sets that they could actually get moving because people would want to buy all these episodes on. Right. You know, for cheap. But Something cheaper for them to make and cheaper for people to buy. The 
only problem, as we described last episode, is nine volumes have come out so far, and now they've decided to just stop that and go with these, apparently. Now, yes. in the latest issue of the domestic Shonen Jump from Viz, they were advertising in here somewhere something about the first re-release box set for Yu Yu Hakusho, which I think is 14 episodes on, like, a two-disc set or something. Yeah, here's the ad. Yeah, 14 episodes, two-DVD set. So... They want to move over to these. It makes sense for series like Yu Yu, which is done. It's been out. It's complete. This is in the middle of what they're releasing for DBZ. So that's kind of strange. Didn't you mention to me also that they're going to be releasing a box set for Kodocha? Um, I don't remember saying it. I think you said you wanted it. I, I, pro- I, I do <laughs> want it. I would love that. Make it in a box set. Make it happen. I'm ready to support it. I wouldn't have made that up. I must have read that somewhere. So we don't really have a problem with cheap DVDs, like we've said before. Our problem is just, you know, tons of people have just bought nine DVDs worth of this, and suddenly they're irrelevant because they're not going to continue in this format. I'm just confused. Yeah, it's just confusing. So we don't really have much of the way of an update since last week, other than Lance's comment, which we hadn't read. So Funimation's not quite sure what they're doing themselves yet, maybe? What was this, September it's coming out, I think we said? The end of September? Yeah, so we will definitely keep people up to date on what's up with these DVDs and whether they're going to continue, are they going to do Namek like this? There's been a lot, a lot, a lot of speculation, especially on our forum, about whether or not Funimation will just keep going throughout the entire series and release these kind of mini box sets of the series. There has been nothing said about this, so it's All speculation and wishful thinking at this point. That's not to say they might not do it, but we don't know. And if we don't know, we can't report it. But haven't they already pretty much released quasi-box sets of all the individual discs from the rest of DBZ? They have. That's that's kind of the weird thing. Though they have not done Trunks, which is really only two DVDs, and Frieza. The 10-DVD Frieza set never got a DVD box set. Got a VHS box set, never got a DVD box set. And then there were all those rumors about, oh, they're going to remaster those discs, and they kind of did put out repressed versions with the surrounding openings and eye catches and stuff. Funimation's entire distribution method and releases are so haphazard and confusing. Without our lovely DVD guide, what is a fan to do? Good question. Oh, what an amazing plug that was. That was good, Mike. Good job, Mike. (sighs) Good job. Good job, Mike. I think that's it for that. Mary, why don't you take the next bit of news? All right. In the obligatory area of video game news, (laughs) we have some information on Sparking Neo. There is a Sparking. Sparking goo. (laughs) Gotta add that goo explanation point. Isn't that it too bad? Nah. Anywho, the official Japanese website has been redesigned and updated. It looks Ooh, nice. Sparkly. There's not it's... much there, but but it looks nice. <laughs> them Japanese, they can do Flash well. I'll give them that much. They can. They implement it well. They implement Flash on HTML pages. Yep. So good on them. Good on them indeed. Um, other than sparkly goodness and Flash kapowness, we've got some information <laughs> about characters. Specifically one character, which I know Mike in particular has been vying for, as have I, because he's a sexy Goku with a tan. It's Tullus. He's been officially announced. And what? What is this? Possible Ozaru form. Yeah. So Mr. Tadasu is able to transform into Mr. Were-Ape in the game. Never did this in the movie. Hey, it's one of those what-ifs, maybe. I love, I love. I think that's going to be awesome. And didn't you say from the picture he was doing like a kick? 
something? Yeah, you know, I think they're showing off. Um, this is the last, the latest issue of V Jump, I believe. They're showing some pictures of um, Tadas and Goku, and I know they're talking a little bit more about the combo system. But from the pictures I saw, it looked like he was doing the uh, the knees and the kicks that he does after he eats the fruit and kicks <laughs> the shit out of Goku. Ouch. So uh, I look forward to this. I can't wait to play as him. Uh, Masako Nozawa is doing even more voices in this game. I love how she gets more and more characters every game. As she gets older. <laughs> yeah. I hope oh. her vocal cords aren't, aren't streamed. I have to imagine that she drinks lots of water every day. I hope so, because we need her for many years to come. And I mean, she hasn't done a whole lot since no. Dragon Ball. I mean, she's had, like, Dr. Reen on One Piece and, like, some minor things. But and even that was I a mean, while ago. I mean, she must get most of her voice acting through, <laughs> In the like, video game. all this Dragon Ball tie-in stuff. I know. God. Yeah, it's not just the video games. There was uh, that game show thing from, uh, that was listed on our forum a couple weeks back with uh, Spot the Differences, and it was Goku versus Frieza. I'll have to put a link to that. I don't know if we talked about that before. I on the don't show. remember if we did it or not. Now I feel kind of silly because yeah. I remember I was like crapping my pants over how yeah, awesome that sexy was. Sexy new animation. So we'll definitely include a link to that. Uh, let's just keep going with news. Uh, pulling it back to this month's Shonen Jump. You know, uh, I'm going to have to update the cover section because, well, Dragon Ball's back on the cover of Shonen Jump. Wow. It hasn't been in there since they ended uh, the cell arc. The last thing they did was the trunk story, right? You're in, asking the wrong so. In monthly jump, anyways. So DBZ has been just in the graphic novel form, but to kind of hype up the final release, they have all sorts of, I guess it's cool stuff, in the, what is this, July issue of Shonen Jump. Yep. And throughout the entire issue, it's uh, pretty much art from the Kanzenban, all the different cover arts, except for the back cover of the book. Um, this is not new. This is an old picture. It's, uh, I, you know what, I'll have the scan so everyone can see. But inside we have an interview with the man himself, Akira Toriyama. And, uh, you know, for the most part, they don't even talk about Dragon Ball. They're talking about Dr. Slump here and uh, just what he does working with animation. They even mention Nekomajin and, uh, do you own a lot of pets? Yes, including lots of fish and turtles. You heard it here first. Toriyama likes turtles. Turtle yes. power. As I recall, he had a like a Siberian husky or something called Matryoshka, but that was probably years ago, and I guess it's probably dead by now. <laughs> That's such a morbid thing to say. Your pet's well, dead. Sorry. Well, well, he did have one one uh, volume of the manga where his artist illustration was a dog with a halo over its head. So I don't know. Uh, That's well. sad. And what else do they do? They go over um, just some fights and just a breakdown of all the volumes and what's in them, and they have a preview chapter with ugh, Vegito. Vegito. Say it with me, kids. Vegito. Yeah, and that's me throwing down the book in disgust. Not, <laughs> not so much disgust as it is throwing it down and it just happened to land on a bunch of stuff. Is that the news? <laughs> it indeed I sounds like it. guess so. It sounds like some great news. I think that means it is time to move on to the topic for this week. This week, we were supposed to have a guest. This guest is currently going... Where is he? Going? Shanghai. He, he's going to Shanghai, so he cannot be with us this week. So we had to come up with something else. But he'll be back next week, I think. That's going to be such a cool conversation. I cannot wait for that. I That'll can be start awesome. humming an Orange Range song, but I won't. <laughs> Good. You can save it towards the end of the episode with all our random music references. Okay. Though I already started, so I don't know. We'll just have to lay him out here and there. But this week, this week, we're going to talk about something that you certainly would never associate with Dragon Ball. 
Mary, when in Dragon Ball has anyone done anything that's even remotely intelligent to do at the moment? It's a very, very rare moment, but when it does happen, it's a beautiful thing. It is. They do lots of stupid, stupid things. But there are some brilliant moments, and I would like to discuss some of them. Well, let us discuss. Let us. So, in our typical fashion, we're going to go around and around and see what we all have to say. I'd like to do two apiece. So far, I've only thought of one, so I'm going to need to think about this while we're Ooh, discussing it. Me too. <laughs> uh, Julian, I know you had at least one before we started recording. Yep. Well, so, you're going to go first then. All right, smart moves. Well, nobody probably thought that this was a very smart move at the time, <laughs> but Piccolo, the greatest evil ever encountered in Dragon Ball up until, you know, Raditz appeared, stole the son of the recently deceased Son Goku to take him off to who knows where, and nobody really know what to make of this. I, and... I'm sorry, I have to make an early season one dub reference. You're just on to gobble him up! Oh, Terry Clayson, you pain me so. Okay, continue. Well, well the line is, you're going to eat him, aren't you? Yeah, but gobble him up in that voice is so much funnier. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Continue. But, <laughs> so anyway, you have, you know, this evil, evil, uh, so everybody thinks, guy taking off the son of the dead hero to who knows where for who knows what, and they're just probably thinking, we're never going to see him alive again, <laughs> are we? Right. But, surprisingly, it turns out to be a... Very, very, very good thing for the, the course of the series. And that is pretty cool. I mean, Gohan finds himself and finds his inner strength. Well, one of many inner strengths, I guess. Inner strength. <laughs> inner strength. And, you know, Piccolo starts to become a little less not evil. Yeah. It, it was a good relationship. As Mary said time and time again, uh, it's a better father-son relationship than the actual father and son. So that's Julian's number one, ne? Ne. I think so. Ne. Ne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Mary, what's Santa. yours? Mine also involves Piccolo. Does it? And I think at the end of this conversation, we're all going to walk away thinking, wow, Piccolo is the smartest <laughs> motherfucker in the show. But, okay, mine is much, much, much later in the series. It's from the Boo era, and I think he is Super Boo at this point because he talks and he's cracking his neck, like... He's like, crack, crack, I'm just gonna walk around and go crack, crack on my neck. Um, they're buying time, waiting for Gotenks to... Was he sleeping, Goten? Uh, yeah, Goten and Trunks are sleeping. So they're waiting for them to rest and then fuse as Goten. So in order to buy time, Piccolo walks Boo <laughs> up to the fighting area, but he takes the long route. I the love really, they, really, really long route. I love how there's a long way to get there. <laughs> I know. You don't really think about these sort of things. When you look at the tower, kind of assume maybe there's like an elevator, or they just fly like they always do. Or there's no room inside there, but apparently there is. You're just walking up steps, and, and Boo's getting more and more pissed off, and Piccolo's just like, we're almost there. Walk. I think walk. they were almost there the entire time, because it's not that big. If anything, it just proves that Boo is really stupid. Yeah, it, it, that's that's the question here. Is Piccolo smart, or is Boo retarded? I guess it kind of cancels it out. So maybe that wasn't such a good pick. <laughs> no, so, I like that one a lot. I'll turn it over to you. I, I guess I have to go with the Piccolo one just to, just to go <laughs> this, with the flow here. This should be the Piccolo tribute episode. Piccolo is smart. Well, that's why Boo absorbed him, because everyone else was strong, but he was still stupid. <laughs> so there, <laughs> there's a quasi-brilliant moment, but that's not it. My moment is uh, Piccolo and Cell. Now, Piccolo, he's a smart guy. 
but Cell apparently isn't. This is another moment where the villain should be smart, but he's stupid. Because Cell has some of Piccolo's cells in him. I think he just lets his cockiness get get in the way of the way he thinks. So Piccolo's got his arm all shriveled up like... I, I could insert some analogy here, but I'll refrain from doing so. And he's holding it, and he's like, Urr, urr, I'm almost dead, so why don't you tell me all of your plans, including who you are, where you're from, <laughs> what you're going to do next, who it involves, and, yeah, just tell me. Oh, uh, yeah, that is pretty priceless um, right there. Oh, by the way, I can regrow my arm and kick your ass. So, that, I love that. Piccolo is just, he gets that smirk on his face, too. And I don't think he was directly in the scene, but one of my uh, favorite little conversations is when Cell is calling him uh, Piccolo Daimao, and Piccolo is just like, you got the wrong guy, dude. <laughs> oh, I love all those moments with those two. They interact very funny. So yes. my brilliant moment is uh, Piccolo, not really stalling for time here, but it's almost like that cliche, I want to say James Bond movie, where yes. I, I, I'm handcuffed and I'm going to be killed and I will get the villain to tell me their plans. Now that you're in an easily escapable and overly elaborate, elaborate death trap, why don't I just tell you all of my plans? Right. Oh, I like that one. Well, I guess we'll take it back over to Julian here for number two. Number two. Is there a number two? Well, I hope you have a number two. Well, I hope I do too. Okay, so smart things that people have done in the series. Well... How about... I can think of stupid things that somehow worked out okay. <laughs> I think <laughs> that me... was one of your answers, wasn't it? I mean, th- things like uh, Gohan losing the Potara earring and, until Vegeta... Well, that's true. But that, that's, that's a mistake. There's that's an not incidental mistake, right. That's not you know intentionally a smart thing. Well, let's see. What, what do we have? I'd say... Well, speaking of smart things, how about Bulma from the future building a time machine to send her son back in time? <laughs> that is a this smart thing. This seems like the most improbable thing in the world, and yet somehow it all pulls off despite like multiple timelines and cell and everything. Right. What's so great about that is it's very unselfish, unless they didn't know, because it's not going to affect their timeline anyway. Right. And it does succeed in getting a, a Trunks from another timeline killed by Cell <laughs> using that time machine. Uh, so Trunks cell still dies regardless. That. So I guess Cell appears by that, too, but, you know, it's not intentional, and it does work out okay in the end for, you know, two of the three timelines. Right. So good on them. <laughs> is that your answer? I think so. And I guess I like the that. third timeline, even though Trunks is dead, the you know, the Gene Zoningen are dead, too, and Cell is in a different timeline, so. Right. <laughs> so I guess everything works out okay. I guess that will work, okay. too. Well, Mary. Minus Trunks. Yeah. You got one? I kind of do. You kind of do? It's more... Uh, of a smart series of moves and a smart move, singular. Okay. It's uh, pretty much the beginning of the early Namek arc, where they're all going back and forth, hiding the Dragon Balls from each other, snatching them. Oh, I know them. you like that. I do. I I really dislike the Frieza arc, but I like the early Namek stuff. Not mm-hmm. not getting to Namek. That, that stuff's kind of bleh. Right. But I like it when they're actually on Namek, and Vegeta's pretty crafty and snatching the Dragon Balls. And you kind of see him using his brain more often yeah, in this point than you definitely. do in any other part of the series. So I think Vegeta comes off as being a little smarter than, definitely. than, than normal. Yeah, he actually gets some attention here, mm-hmm. like by himself, with no one else around him. Yeah. And I guess if he's by himself, he's going to talk. So he's talking to himself, but he's talking to us. So we get to see a little bit inside his head there. 
Yeah. Yeah, I like him hiding the Dragon Balls and figuring out, well, all right, I can leave these here, but I've got to take one with me. So even if someone comes across these, I still have one. I still have a one up. So yeah, I think you're right. Just Vegeta or everyone in general? I think Vegeta mostly, but everyone else too was, uh, they were pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, is it time for me? It's time for you. This is definitely my number one. I I don't know if I've mentioned it in the show before. I think you have, maybe. But you watch Dragon Ball, and they're standing there. And we're Dragon Ball fans, but come on. They stand there, they power up, they just look at each other. Why doesn't someone ever just fucking hit the other person while they're powering up? Well, Goku did. Because, for once, he was smart. He gets there on Namek, he, he's doing his cool, I, I'm, I'm Superman, I'm just smooth, and I'm talking, and, and then Raccoon starts powering up, and all of a sudden, he's got an elbow in his chest. Goku just didn't waste any time there. I love that so much. That was, it's like the most brilliant thing Goku's ever done. He's, a lot of people say Goku's a brilliant fighter, I think he just has a lot of friends. This was the one smart thing I've seen him do in a fight. I agree. Man, they gotta take more advantage of those situations. Yeah. And, you know, they they kind of parallel that in movie two, but I like this one better because it was Raccoon that shut him up. Put him in his place is what it did. Yeah. And before, oh, yeah, yes. didn't even really talk, so. Raccoon, uh, yeah. Shut up, bitch. Uh, I like it. Uh. That's my smart moment. Although I made Goku sound retarded. Or is yep. it just me? I don't know. Brilliant moves. Are the characters in Dragon Ball actually smart or are the villains just stupid? I think that's what it just boiled down to. Yeah, I know. I mean, especially <laughs> Cell, basically, blurting out everything. Right. You know, he looks pretty smart, but at the same time... Yeah, he talks smart, he sounds smooth, seems like he's got a good plan going on. Maybe it's all just a cover-up. <laughs> the world may never know. So what do you guys think? Do you think the villains are stupid, or are the characters actually smart? You know, excluding Piccolo, because I think we've determined he actually has some smarts to him. Yes. Well, Bulma's smart too, but she's also prone to outbursts of uh, <laughs> emotion that cloud her judgment. You mean because she's a woman? I take offense <laughs> to that. I, I was just thinking in general, but... <laughs> I agree. So we want to hear what you guys have to say. Hop over to the forum post for this episode. This is episode 29. And how do you get to the forum? Well, you can go to the website. And where you get the podcast, there's a, uh, what do you say? Link! Yes, the link. No, no, not the Hyrule link. The web link. And you click it, and it goes to the forum post. And that's where everyone says nice things about, oh, Piccolo's Zelda? smart, and, and and Boo is stupid, and and could Goku beat Superman? Wait, no, I deleted that one over and over. So tell us what you think. We want to hear. And now it's time for ABCs with Julian. Well, today for DBZ ABCs, we have the letter F. I got a word for you. I don't think I like this word, Mike. <laughs> it makes you I, say unicorn. I know you too well. Uh, 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 uh. So, I, I was going to say, never mind. Yes. Well, I could go the easy route and talk about a certain intergalactic tyrant. <laughs> well, maybe just galactic tyrant with, you know, purple and horns. Well, horns in a couple of forms. But actually, I thought I'd take this opportunity okay. to discuss another character who actually only appears in the anime, but is an interesting example of a plot hole created by filler. Oh, great. And this man's name is 
Dr. Frappe. Oh, Frappe Hakase. Yes. Yep. I think they call him Dr. Flap in the dub, which is weird because the <laughs> pun is so obvious. I know, right? Like, they totally missed it. Yeah, so supposedly, within the terms of the anime, this is the guy who created Jinzo Ningen number 8 for the Red Ribbon Army. And they have to go back to there to get number 8 checked out, and ha- I forget chan. the reason why. But it's, um, yeah. So basically, Toriyama didn't write that part. And when he got to the, you know, later on, way later on, after he introduced Trunks, he decided that the guy who created all of those types for the Red Ribbon Army was none other than Dr. Ghetto. And so that leaves Dr. Frappe with a rather interesting paradox on his existence. (laughs) It is really interesting because, I mean, you watch the show, you learn two very distinct things. And of course, you have to go with the latter because an entire giant story arc revolves around it. So you don't have much of a choice. And, you know, the author said that one, so that makes up for it. But he's he's an interesting-looking guy. We have a picture of him. If you head over to the Inconsistencies page of the Filler Guide, and for all you fans of the Filler Guide, oh, do you have things coming your way. We have not forgotten about you. On the Inconsistencies page, you can read a little bit more about him and uh, see a picture of this crazy old guy that doesn't actually exist. But I liked him. He was an old dude. He's like, let me fix your robot, because I'm Dr. Frapp. And I got nothing else to say about him, because he doesn't exist. He's a figment of our imagination. Just like Julian. (laughs) And, uh, well, now we just have to turn it over to Mary. I'm going to take it by force. This is another one I love so much. I cannot wait to go through this list. Your top five list this week is the top five derivative plot points in Dragon Ball GT. Yep, Okay, if there's one thing GT gets crap for, it's lack of originality, and I can't blame people at all for thinking that. No. Well, this list is going to break it down and give some of those examples of the most derivative GT plot points. Break it down! Oh, oh! Are you going to be my fly girl now? Merry time! <laughs> oh, yeah! Okay, number five. Let's get it on! Let's get it on, bitch! <laughs> number five, we got Super 17. Just the character. Just the character! Um... I mean, he, he's 17, I, I, and he's 17. I mean, for one, yes. He's a character that already exists, and you're turning him to a villain again. Yeah, it's almost a retcon. Almost. Almost. Because last time we see him at the end of DBC, he's happily well, <laughs> toting a gun in the woods. <laughs> Holding people up, stealing their money. It's all <laughs> who'd, good. Who'd want to end this life? That's a great <laughs> life. But uh, he decides to return to super villainy. Well, he kind of gets coaxed into it a little true, bit true. through some kind of mind control nonsense, yeah. but because it's uh, they kind of make it somewhat original by fusing two seventeens together, he becomes a different dude. Now, my problem with this is okay, a villain either fuses with or absorbs other things to become either perfect or complete. Where have I heard that before? Right, so it's like they're redoing parts of the Sill arc with just one of the androids. Yeah, and you know, even uh, Movie 7 with number 13. That's true, oh my gosh. So stuff. it's almost the third time going around with this robots absorbing each other. Wow, yeah. it sounds like a weird fetish. <laughs> Toriyama likes robots melting into Toriyama each other. Toriyama didn't have anything to do with Dragon Ball GT, you're wrong. Yeah, okay. Let's move on to number four, shall we? <laughs> okay, Dr. Kind of tied in? Yeah, kind of tied in, but to a much worse degree in my opinion, just because... He's really not original. Is a Dr. Mew. He looks exactly the same. He's Dr. Garrow, but with a different color beard and sunglasses. (laughs) Purple. He's purple. Way to go on that character design. He's his evil twin. (laughs) 
Does he, and he has a beard. No, I guess his evil version, he'd have to have a shaved chin. He, he can't have a beard. I'm your evil well, twin from another planet. Well, Dr. Gero had a mustache. Oh, right? okay, that's right. So he is evil. He switched to the placement of his facial hair, and here, brand new character. And, you know, he's, he's an evil doctor, and he's making things for, like, his own selfish purposes. Oh, come on. Oh. And that's why the show is canceled after just a little while. <laughs> because of bad evil scientists that we've seen over and over again. Number three. Number three is something I know Mike enjoys. And maybe you will too. It's when villains escape from hell. And this happened in movie 12. It was the basis for movie 12. <laughs> right. So they're kind of taking a movie concept and then just throwing it into GT. Now, well, the- I, I, I liked it because I liked seeing number 19's head roll out again. I mean, that was a nice little nod. I like seeing Vegeta just, whatever, dude. <laughs> there goes Nappa again. Didn't even get to talk. But still, I mean, movie 12 isn't that old at this point. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, they took this really great sequence from movie 12 and kind of shortened it, less budget, throw it into GT. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's the exact same thing. It's cute the first time, but, and it's still kind of cute the second time. Yeah. But, but we've seen but it. But still, yes, we've seen it. Number two? Number two is the entire concept of a new set of Dragon Balls. We've seen <laughs> this how many times in the regular TV series already? Well, well, well just once, but. Okay, with okay. Namek, but that's still, true. Well, count Goku's first, just, I'm discovering there were Dragon Balls. So we learned about the first set, and then we learned, oh no, there's a bigger, more powerful set. And. We don't need to do it again. In space, even. Dragon Ball in space! That's pretty much the point. And while I know they need a whole reason to go into space, I'll give them credit for that. But I think just introducing a whole new set of Dragon Balls makes things confusing. But on the other hand, the fact that there is another set of Dragon Balls uh, sets up another storyline later on. Which I thought could have been so awesome. I love the idea behind it. Right. But it was so fucking boring. Yeah, none of those dragons interested me at all. God, I hated them so much. But yeah. But they're not number one. No, 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 no. Number one. is a much more derivative plot point than that. It is the poor little Sufurujin. The fruit people. The fruits. The fruits. <laughs> I don't know how many of you are familiar with, um, I said it last week and people seem to like it. Saijin Kikimetsu Poopy Whoopy. Say what? <laughs> I actually do know how to say it, but I like saying poopy poopy at the end of things. <laughs> it just makes me feel fun. So, the game originally came on the Famicom, then it was redone on the Playdia for uh, two interactive games. The whole story revolves around the Sufuru and, like, revenge on the Saiyajin and, you know, someone making something else to enact revenge for him, and wow, Dr. Mew and Bebby, and yeah. Oh dear. It's like the exact same story, but done in GT. Which, due to that alone, makes it so far. <laughs> right. Not that I the play idea was golden footage anyway. No, but at least that was original at that point. True. I'll give the play idea footage points for originality, but the whole story itself put me to sleep several times. Yeah. Doesn't Literally. Dr. Raichi actually look a lot like Dr. Raichi? <laughs> yeah, Whoa, so Dr. Raichi is now super derivative. I gotta bump him up on this list, it seems. <laughs> Yeah, Dr. Aichi is, uh, I'll see if I can get some screenshot comparisons of the three evil doctors. (laughs) Evil doctors! (laughs) Evil doctors in space! (laughs) Oh, God. GT. There's 
a lot of good, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good stuff in there and stuff that really could have been amazing. And they just dropped the ball on it. So I, I don't hate GT. I really don't like it. And, you know, these are five good reasons not to like GT. So maybe that's what we'll, we'll recall this. Five great reasons to dislike GT. Nah, because I can think of other reasons to dislike GT. That's, like that's like true. Vegeta's hair. <laughs> but we <laughs> talked about that before. Yeah, I know, and I just hate it that much. All right. So GT, derivative, go buy it. Yay, good music. Let's talk about releases. Releases for the month of June. Well, we already covered the Anamalga last week, and that was a June 2nd release. Yep, and it's out. Yep, it is out. So we're going to go on from there. First, we're going to cover June 6th, which is, I believe, Tuesday. Yes, yes. And this is Dragon Ball Z graphic novel number 26th, released by Viz Media. And I guess it's already been out in some places. Yeah. You know how book releases are. Right. Unless it's something really huge and important and kind of filters in sometimes before the release date. But anyway, um, so this is the fi- final volume of the manga. That's uh, volume number 42, for those of you familiar with the original Japanese Tonkobon format. Uh, it'll be $7.95. It's available at, well, bookstores for one thing, but also Amazon, Right Stuff, etc., etc. It has Vegerot. That's me. And, and Hercule. I don't know who he is. I don't know. So once again, if you guys know who these characters are, please write in and let us know. Uh, I also want to say on June 6th, the new AFI album comes out. Go buy it. Amazing. June 7th, yeah. Mary. Okay, on June 7th, we have the Dragon Ball Z DVD individual volumes coming out in Japan, numbers 22, 23, and 24. These cover, respectively, on each disc, episodes 127 to 132, and then 133 to 137, and 138 to 142. These sell for 3,990 yen each, which is roughly 35 American dollars. 35 of your lovely American dollars. Stupid guys, you need to take your money. (laughs) And I think this is getting pretty close to the end of the first Dragon Box set. Yes, I think the first one through 147? Yeah. It's kind of interesting that they're taking the opposite route of Funimation here and doing the individual volumes after they've already released these big box sets. Right. But I guess that's another story. (laughs) (laughs) So, NTSC, Region 2, remastered footage, slightly remastered audio, no subtitles, uh, progressive. That covers it all? I think so. I think so. And uh, those are the kitties running around the back room. I know you all wanted to hear them again, and they're crazy. So let's talk about June 13th. We have two things coming out on the 13th. Finally, supposedly, rumor has it, Advance Adventure is finally going to see its American release. I refuse to believe it until I see it on shelves, and uh, thus in my Game Boy. I guess I'll put it in the DS. But anyways, June 13th, Advance Adventure. Well, they're calling it Advanced with a D, Adventure. Not quite sure why. This is a Game Boy Advance game that originally came out in Japan. Oh god, I don't even remember. Two thousand three. A long time ago. Maybe it was two thousand four, but I don't know. It's been out for a long time now. Uh, supposedly, it will be twenty nine ninety nine of your lovely American dollars as well. Available at fine stores, says GameStop and EB and Walmart and wherever yes. the hell else you buy video games. Yes. So, Advanced Adventure is supposedly coming out. This is a game that takes place in the original Dragon Ball with young Goku and uh, Kinton and Yoibo, and it's a side-scroller, kind of beat-em-up action-adventure game, and it'll be nice to finally have it over here in this country because it's been out everywhere else forever. 
But there's more. Oh, there's more. <laughs> Jeez, we were just talking about this. Dragon Ball GT DVD box set number three from Funimation's coming out. This covers what they call volumes 11 through 15, and this is episodes 48 through 64. This is the end of the series, The Evil Dragons. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's... Well, um, they had an interesting approach in the dub, which we covered, I think, a while back. But um, Did we? Yeah. Well, way, way back dragons. in like one of the one of the early podcast episodes, I think, mm. where we did a, where we went over like the naming scheme in the dub versus the Japanese version and all that. Right. Did we? You know, we have we a did. tidbit about it too on the site. I can link to That's that. That's very true. We yeah. we should supplement that at some point, but we'll we'll get around to that eventually, maybe. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, did they do a box set for like the first sixteen episodes? The so-called lost episodes, I don't think has a box set. It has that box plus one thing. They didn't do a complete box set with the uh, five oh, okay. volumes in it. Yeah. Do you suppose they might, or do you just think people will have to I don't know. do the old fashioned? If, if they did the box plus one, I don't see them doing it anytime soon. But you know, it's Funimation. Wacky things come from them. We don't know. This GT box set retail price is fifty nine ninety eight. But uh, yeah, you can get a lot cheaper. Even Z Store has it for thirty nine dollars. So I'd say anywhere else you go, it shall be somewhere under forty dollars. Do not pay any more than that for it. That's a good price for these uh, five volumes. Yeah. Too bad the uh, story therein ain't so good. Last episode, great. Well, this is a gold disc for that. Yes. Well, hopefully you already have at this point. So yeah. uh, I think we're into June 29th now. Oh, yes. This is a big day. I, Mary's pointing to me, so I guess I have to do this one. That's right. June 29th, Super Dragon Ball Z. We'll see its PlayStation 2 release in Japan. I am so excited. I've had my pre-order in forever because I got delayed. But it's finally coming out. This is an enhanced port of the arcade fighting game that originally came out in December of 2005. It is done by Kraft and Meister, I believe, including a lovely, lovely man who worked on a little game you might have heard called Street Fighter 2. Ooh, what a sexy game. The game's coming out for 7,140 yen, and that'll run you about $65 on all the uh, import gaming shops. Remember, this is the Japanese release of the game. There is not yet a concrete date for the American version, though I think Atari's saying July. They've said that in press releases. I mean, they definitely said that they're bringing it over. Oh, yeah, so right. It's only a matter of time. Yep. June 29th, Hopefully. the Japanese version. And again, this is an enhanced port of the arcade fighting game. There are six extra characters, and I don't have them written down, but let's try to remember them. One is Piccolo Daimao. One is Videl. One is Gohan in his Kaioshin Gi with the uh, Z-Sword. There is Fancy a epaulets. yes, and there is a slightly newly redesigned Mecha Frieza from Akira Toriyama himself. He's got like a cannon or something on his back. Huh? That's it, different. It'll be crazy. <laughs> All right, so that's four. Who are the others? The other characters are Majin Vegeta and Majin Buu, the Fat Buu, Mister Buu. So there's your six extra characters for the PS2 port. I can't. Wait, so cool, so awesome. What I like about this game is that it seems like there aren't a crap load of characters. And when I see less characters, I want to assume that means the game is the game better. Is better. <laughs> it's the reason why I've been turned off to all the recent games lately is that all the characters play the same. It's got so many characters and just slap a different skin on. Punch, know. punch, 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 yeah. energy. I want to see I want to see a Street Fighter 2 game just with Dragon Ball. So mm. I, I'm holding my, my, yes. my fingers Oh, such is far too true. That's all of June. I think that's it for June. Anyone else get anything else for June? Uh, well, there's Anime Next. 
Well, that's true, but that's not really a Dragon Ball release. But we're no. going to get to it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Is it time for emails? I think so. Our first email comes to us from J-Guy. J-Guy says, I was just wondering about the possibility of a North American Daisenshu release. Do you think it's possible? I do not think it's possible. I think anything's possible. You're so optimistic. No, I'm not. I'm lying. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think some people on our own forum brought up a really good point when uh, this was going around in discussions. The Daisenshu are not limited to just one thing. There is the TV series. There are the movies. There is the manga. There's various properties, such as CDs and other things they talk about. Not one single entity in the U.S. specifically owns all of these. Now, the rights to publish written works about all of these, it's so confusing. But I don't know. I mean, just writing about it, is that, I mean, obviously you've got images for the various things. Right. So I don't well, know if that, that that's what I'm thinking about. licensing. Or? I'm thinking about all the screenshots from the TV series and the movies. I mean, it's not just a couple. It comprises the whole books for some of them. So it's mm-hmm. weird. Is it possible? Yes, anything's possible because Viz and Funimation could get into bed together and make lovely, lovely reversion things. <laughs> Babies. <laughs> Babies. Uh, but I, I don't know. It, I'm not is it likely? Is it likely? No. no. I don't think so. Which is a shame. You know, they're really great books. There's so much great stuff in there. And it's not just the Daisenshu. It's the recent books, too. We've got uh, Landmark and Forever and Son Goku Densetsu. What's the other one? Tenkaichi? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, Tenkaichi Densetsu. Right. So there's an, an additional four books in addition to the Ten Daisenshu. It would be great if these came out in English. You know what? I don't even trust them to do them properly, so... I say no. I say no. I'm taking a stand, and I'm going to make someone else read another email. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. Our next email comes from Dylan Hartley, and he writes, Hello, I'm Dylan Hartley, and I go by Majin Dylan on the forums, and I'm also a big fan of the podcast. Ever since the first, the podcast has had me laughing so hard that I fall out of my computer chair and almost break my neck. I will not be held accountable. Not my fault. I didn't do it. Nobody saw me do it. Can't prevent it. (laughs) My question is, why didn't Kuririn back in the Frieza arc just use the Taioken to blind Frieza and then use his Kienzan to cut Frieza's unicorn head off? I I mean, it would have been easy since Frieza can't sense key, so please answer my question. Uh, well, um, because he didn't. <laughs> the story would be over. <laughs> this I love been, questions like this. This would have been one of those brilliant moments that we could have talked about, but we're not, because it didn't happen. It wouldn't have quite the same payoff, but it'd be like, oh, hey, that was that was smart of him. The little dude beat him. Great, let's go home. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. he didn't. I, I guess that's all there is to it. He got his couple little things in. He was throwing all the cans on all over the place, and oh, he slapped his ass, didn't he? I don't remember. Oh, he's funny. Is that the answer to the question? I think so. Because it is so. Mary. Okay, next email comes from Veshira, who I believe is a member of the forum. This is true. I think so. Her name looks familiar. I'm assuming it's a her. I believe so. Okay. I hope so, or else I just look like a jackass. Or actually, you did, because you suggested I know, I'm sorry. Veshira writes, I really enjoy listening to your weekly podcast, and I especially like Mary's weekly lists. Thank you, I like putting them together. Um, my favorite podcast was the Neko Majin one. I didn't know there was a Neko Majin Mike comic, or is that Mike? It's Mike. I'd like to know who who Mike's, and by Mike, I mean the Neko Majin by that name. So Mike. I guess I mean Mike. <laughs> it's hard to read this email. I can't read ahead. So I don't know <laughs> if she's talking about you, Mike, or Mike. <laughs> um, Mike's friend's name 
But that's not the question I wish to ask you this time around. Oh, I just wasted all that effort for nothing. <laughs> I wanted to know why Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta, shown in GT, looks nothing like Super Saiyan Gogeta in Movie 12. I hope you can help me with this. Much sincere love towards your next podcast. Julian, do you know uh, Mikkei's friend's name? Is that the uh, oh the big uh, the, the big dude uh, the teacher guy? Yeah, I don't remember anymore. It's the <laughs> the uh something. <laughs> it's the something. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> It's better than I got. All right, so Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. Why does he look nothing like regular Gogeta? I have a theory. It's What's your lame. theory? You know, uh, Vegeta's random red highlights that pop up now and then. <laughs> I think they just design his character and be like, hey, we used to draw Vegeta like that, didn't we? Let's let's give this one let's super cool that. hair. I think Fur. Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta is just as hot as Movie 12 Gogeta. What's interesting is how different the character is. Not that we got to see much of him in Movie 12, but he didn't seem That's like true. a funny dude. Unless you go with the whole Veku thing, but he was just wrong, so we kind of forget <laughs> about him. Right. But movie 12, he's all serious. He just gets the job done. And GT, he'd rather do a little dance and make a little love and get down tonight. And by that, I mean fire explosions and fireworks and stuff out of his hands. I don't know. He's crazy. Why does he look so weird? Well, he's Super Saiyan 4, for one thing. I guess it's just the character design thing. Just what they wanted him to look like. You have a nice hairy chest. Mm. Monkey-like, bringing in the monkey elements. Yes. Gogeta. Uh. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I, I got nothing with that. I got nowhere to go with that one. Do we not have an answer for this? I love the questions we can't answer. The answer, once again, is because it is so. Hey, I gave my quasi answer. I guess so. I don't want to embellish <laughs> on Vegeta's pretty highlights. Yes. That's it for emails this week, though. We want to answer more questions. Hopefully, ones that we can answer. Hopefully ones that we can answer. But I like these two where I just get to say, well, because Toriyama said so. And that makes me sound uh, authoritative. I'm speaking on his behalf. You're he's, a spokesperson. Because we had lunch the other day. He's doing pretty good. <laughs> I heard it from a friend. I heard from a friend that I had lunch with him. Oh, dear. <laughs> Send us emails. You can go to the website over on that there left-hand side. You see a little word called contact. And when you click the contact button, you see uh, information. And, and there's email addresses and there's directions. And if you do this, you send an email. And it works. Ooh. So we get them. We answer them. Send us text emails. We also want to get your audio emails again. We haven't had too many lately. Send them on in. Record yourself asking the question. Around 30 seconds. And uh, we'll answer it. We'll play it first. That would be kind of funny. You send it. We don't play it. We just answer it. Everyone would be really confused. Probably Julian, too, because he can't hear the audio that we play here. I would like that very much. Let's just confuse Julian. Let's start talking about other things. But... Well, and you know what? Julian doesn't even exist anyway, so it doesn't matter. What? 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 what, what? I, so, I am not a real you, you, boy. You, you're not real. You can't talk. Uh, Send us emails. We will uh, answer them. Okay. Is it time for uh, the end of the episode? It's time okay. to say we, goodbye. Are we going to talk about anime next? We are, but first I'm going to plug the contest we have going on on Ooh, the website. Right. We currently have a contest to win free swag. Don't you love free swag? I just like saying the word swag. I know. So I'm giving Makes you the opportunity. Makes you sound like a pirate. Say it again. Swag. Swag. I love it. Julian, say it. Swag. Swag. Thank you. You are going to win. You are. You are going to win. You there. You. you. Turn around. I'm talking to you. You're going to win. You are going to win a free CD. Two people are going to win CDs. But one's getting a t-shirt, too. From the fine folks in the Red Ribbon Army. No. Not the maniacal army that wants to take over the world and 
rides around in robots. The band from California with the awesome logo. Let's uh, let's play a song, or at least a snippet from a song, not the whole song, because you're gonna win the CD and you get the whole song. What song can we play a snippet from? I really like their new cover song that they have up, so maybe I'll play a snippet from that. It's the Aaliyah song. Oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> so Red Ribbon Army is awesome. Let's play a snippet from that song. Oh yes, the Red Ribbon Army. Don't you want to win this? You know, that, I guess it's false advertising because that song's not on the CD. But the song's a free download, so that's cool too. You want to win the CD? Head over to the website up in the right-hand side. It's right by the uh, podcast icon. You see the cover of the CD? Enter the contest. All you got to do is write a little... It's like a... It's not a press release, but it's i I'm calling it war propaganda. <laughs> why you need to join the Red Ribbon Army. We want to get funny submissions of why you... You, you want people to join the Red Ribbon Army. Why? Well, the reason is that you're going to win a CD and maybe a t-shirt. But why should people join the Red Ribbon Army? Why do you think they should join, Mary? Free dental plan. Dental plan? Julian? Because they can help their leader, Red, in his glorious quest to gain a few feet on top of his height. I can't top that, so I'm going to let it go there. It's time to talk about the convention. It's coming closer. It's coming for you. The con's coming to get your children (laughs) and your women. (laughs) Your women and your children and your old. And you're old, you're, you're elderly. Old. No, I'm saying you're old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the con reminds me that each and every year oh, as true. the audience gets younger and younger <laughs> and become more and more Inuyashified. Let's talk about the convention. Anime next. Oh my god, it's in two weeks. So unprepared. Mary, get away from that computer. I need to encode videos. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, well, I don't really have anything to bring with me other than myself. Your sexy self and your sexy DS light and oh and done. Yes. And yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's, about it. that's all I got. <laughs> we're going to have fun. We, uh, we're going to record an episode while we're there. It's not going to be on the schedule because... Um, it's not a con-sponsored event. No, it's not. It, it cannot be. We're all going to get together. I'm going to bring all of our equipment. I got all our mics. I'll bring the computer. We're going to hang somewhere and we're going to record an episode of the show. And I'd also like to do dinner with people one night, at least. And I think I'm going to bring the PS2 so we can play um, some Budokai 3. Maybe Basically, we're not going to go to the con. We're just going to hang out. <laughs> it is going to be Daisenshu Con. Yes. It, it'll be like uh, we get together to hang out, plus we kind of do some con things at the same time. Yeah. Whatever. I'm thinking uh, Friday to record because Saturday is my blood pressure through the roof day. Yeah, Mike's not pleasant on Saturday. <laughs> yes, I am. I will be very pleasant this year because I'll have everything done ahead of time with efficient com- equipment. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. So we're yes. going to get together and we're going to record an episode. We're going to hang. We'll just... We'll just get together. We'll have fun. Yes. Bring but, your DS. But we're stressed out, Mike, because he, you wouldn't like him when he's cranky. And with facial hair. <laughs> and a scouter. <laughs> He'll be in full cosplay mode. I oh, guarantee. Dear God. He's going to start growing his beard, like, right now. Just don't shave for two weeks. It's okay for me to yell if I'm wearing a scouter. Anime fans won't know. They'll Ex- think you're just being regular, like Ex- you got Tourette's or something. <laughs> <laughs> just be in the elevator and be like, Unicorn! Fish around! Unicorn! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, the convention's in two weeks. 
Someone put me out of my misery. Thank you. AnimeNext.org. Come check it out, even if you're not a Dragon Ball fan, but you are because you're listening to the podcast. Check out the AMV contest and the AMV panel and the Daisenshu EX podcast recording and hopefully Julian singing. We can all collectively get together and point and not laugh. No, not laugh. Sing along. What are you singing? You choose yet? Um, no, I, I, I don't remember. You don't it's, remember? It's like a rap at the start, but eh. All right. Well, hopefully you decide within the next two weeks. Yeah. All right. Oh, it was about Shanghai, wasn't it? So there was a shot. Or an, oh, that's right. <laughs> Shanghai, honey. But I don't remember the words, so that's okay. That's okay. It sounds like a couple of other songs, which is common above a lot of the band's songs, actually. But whatever. <laughs> Such is true. Is that it for this episode? I believe it is. We did. We All talked right. about the contest. Talked about the convention. Oh, we got to say who we are and where we're from, because. If you don't tell me, I'm going to forget. Mary, who are you? I am Mary. You are Mary? Sir Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, God, and where can we find you? Besides, you find me to my direct me. right. <laughs> I'm at Temple O Trunks. That's T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S dot com. That was a fast version. That was the fast version. Yeah, hope you got that. Job. Oh, Julian and I can be found at Daisenshu EX, and where the hell's that? That can be found at www.daizex.com. That's D-A-I-Z-E-X for those of you outside of the United States. That's <laughs> daizex.com. I am Vegito EX. Yes, that's right, Vegito, because that's his name, folks. And that's my name. Actually, I'm Mike Labrie, but you can call me Vegito EX. You know what? No, call me Mike. Mike? Mike. No, not Mike. Mike. I am Vegito EX, and I will play my game beneath the spin light. Okay. Well, I'm I'm Julian, and I'm neither Saiyajin nor Jedi, but that's my handle, is Saiyajin. <laughs> and I don't have any clever song quotes, so I'm sorry. But anyway, uh, I guess I'll take it out. Daisenshu EX Podcast. Today, listen to me. See you next time. Saiyajin Kikamatsu Boobie Boobie.